Hey everyone, welcome to the Facebook Ad Hacks podcast. I'm your host Rob Bland and in this podcast I talk about how to get better results from your Facebook and Instagram digital marketing and the many lessons that I've learned from being in the business of e-commerce for the last 20 years. Enjoy today's episode. What is going on with Facebook's detailed targeting options? Now I spoke about this back in November in another video and finally Facebook have released updates to their detailed targeting options and they've removed a lot of them that you may have relied on before. So does this mean the sky is going to fall on your head and that you're going to have to go running off to another platform to do advertising? Maybe. Now, because I recorded this as a video, it might be better for you to watch the actual video and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. Let's dive into it. Hey, I'm Rod. I'm the founder of Rod Blend Agency. We help people create, optimize, and set up Facebook and Instagram advertising campaigns. We help customers a lot with optimizing their websites for conversions as well. If this is your first time to my channel, welcome. Thank you very much for your support. So let's talk about the detailed targeting options that Facebook has recently changed. For that, I'm gonna first jump on the computer and I'm going to review the article that they wrote about this back in November. So here's the announcement that Facebook made from Mr. Graham Mudd, the VP of Product Marketing and Ads, about what was changing. So everyone knew this was coming and it was Basically that as of January 19, some detailed targeting options that reference causes or religions or relate to health or ethnicity, political affiliation, they're all things that you might have been able to use to target your favored audience in the past, but now they're removing it. But the really important question is, what can you do about it now that those changes have been made? So if this is impacting you, if you used to rely on detailed targeting options in the past, it's time to learn some new tricks. Not tricks, just some new ways of doing things. Anytime a change is made, it always represents an opportunity. If you are doing ads for another client or even for yourself, well, hopefully this information is useful to you. So I've got some notes here. The, the first thing is, and this has always been the best solution in my view, is to use a lookalike audience. So I didn't really go into detail about how we configure lookalike audience in the past, but I will do this time. The best lookalike audience is one that is based on your previous customers. Something that we always do is try our damnedest to make a custom audience consisting of every previous customer that the client has had. Because if you rely on just the Facebook pixel to give you that information, firstly, it may not have as many people in the audience because of iOS 14, and it only goes back 180 days. But for example, if say your client uses Mailchimp or Klaviyo, Klaviyo is a good example, you can create a, a segment in Klaviyo that consists of every single person who ever purchased. That may go back five or even 10 years with some businesses and you can synchronize that to a custom audience. Now you've got a large audience of people that Facebook can use as the source for a lookalike audience. Now, some rumors abound that Facebook has got as much as 52,000 separate data points on each individual person on their platform. Sounds pretty scary, but obviously the more people that you put into a custom audience, the more data points Facebook has, and the smarter it's going to be about creating a lookalike audience that is actually effective. So that's one of our main go-tos when it comes to avoiding the whole targeting options issue. I'm going to show you how you do this. Firstly, you need to create a custom audience, and let's say you're going to do it from a customer list, and you go next. And then what you do is you can import it directly from Mailchimp. It does a one-off download, or you can import your audience from other sources. So if you want to do that, you just go next. And I've got a whole video on this already, which I'll put a link to in the description. You can choose whether your audience has got a custom value based on what their sales have been. And then you upload the file, and then you give your audience 
a name. I'll just pause the video while I throw up a dummy file. You can also just paste in your comma separated values, but I always upload a file. I would just map the email. Don't bother mapping anything else. Just turn off the other mappings. I find they don't actually add anything. Then you go import, create, upload anyway. And then Facebook will then import those email addresses into the platform. Now what you can do, you can create a lookalike audience based on that. So you can see in this example, there's a lot of records in there. You can choose which country. So let's do Australia. And you can choose a, a size. I'd say if your budget's under $100 a day, go with 3%. If it's over that, you can go bigger, go 5%. You know, create audience. That's how easy it is. So you've got your customer audience and you've got to look like audience. Now, if you're going to use a tool like say make.com or Zapier, then you'll need to go into that platform first. I really like Mate because they have a free plan that allows you to do stuff with custom audiences. If you're in the business of generating leads, then you can have it so that each time a new contact gets added to your CRM, such as close, that it then puts that person into the Facebook custom audience. So it always keeps it up to date. So that's lookalike audiences. Now, other things that Facebook has got here is broad audiences. So you can still target people based on gender, age, location. If you've not tried using a broad audience targeting option before, then I really encourage you to do it. There's another video I've made about this previously, which is linked in the description below. Especially if you've got a, a Facebook account, which has a lot of data on the pixel. If you've got more than a thousand purchases on your pixel and you consistently spend money on Facebook ads, like it's not patching all over the place, then you may find that if you use a, a broad audience that you actually get better performance than any other audience that you could possibly use. I found this with a few clients actually. We used to use lookalike audiences and then the broad audience always outperformed those other ones. So I'm gonna show you my demonstration account. Basically, it doesn't have any additional targeting options turned on. We're gonna choose a conversions campaign. Down in the targeting, that'll always default to your local country. So me being in Australia, default to Australia. And that's it. You don't add any other detail targeting. You don't select any other custom audiences. And as you can see, the audience size is 18 and a half million for Australia. Now, some people say that you should only do this, A, if you've got a lot of data on your pixel. And I agree with that. And B, if the product that you're selling has wide, broad appeal. I don't necessarily agree with that because I think it's more to do with the amount of data that Facebook has. So if you've got a, a custom audience that consists of 10,000 people who have made a purchase of one of your products, for your business, then it's going to be really good at finding other people with the similar sort of data points. Even if it's got to work with 80 million or 50 million people, I think that you can still use a broad audience, even if you've got quite a niche product. So you should definitely test it. So what else can you do to mitigate the targeting options removal? So if we create a new custom audience here, I've already looked at the customer list. Now you can also use a website. It's not as good as having a list of people who actually bought from you because there'd be a lot of tire kickers. So what you do, if you wanted to create a custom audience that consisted of all your website visitors, you would simply choose your source as your pixel. The events is your all website visitors and give it a name. Then you go create audience. Now 180 days is as far back as you can go. And then you can create a lookalike audience that's based on that. Now, is that a terrific audience? I don't think it is. However, it may be good enough. People who have actually visited your website, chances are quite a lot of them are actually the sort of people that you're looking for who may want to buy your products. Now, there are other options for your source audiences for a lookalike audience as well. And some of those are based on app activity and based on video, on lead forms, and for Instagram and Facebook page. So let's say you run a lot of video ads and you're interested in the people who actually engaged or, or played a certain amount of those videos through, because chances are they might be people that you'd want to make a lookalike audience based on. So if you select at least three seconds, you can create a couple of different layers here. 
the good thing here is you can look back over 365 days and then we'll just call this video and you've got to choose the videos that you want to use. So just for the sake of this exercise, I will select all of them. And obviously you could be more selective about which ones you want to look at. And you can see how many people have viewed them and then you go create audience. So that'll be an audience based on your video viewers and how long they viewed videos for. And that might be a relevant source audience. It will certainly be a, a good warm retargeting audience, but it might also be a good source for making a lookalike audience. And I'll show you one more source. So you can do a source that's based on your Instagram account or your Facebook page. So if you choose Facebook page, there's a few options. So by default, it'll select everyone who's engaged with your page. So that includes people who have visited your page or taken an action on a post or an ad such as a share or made some sort of reaction or a comment or click the link, but done a carousel swipe. It's all those things. So this is an audience that we always set up as a warm audience in our retargeting ad sets. And it may be a relevant source for a lookalike audience as well. Once again, I don't think this is anywhere near as good as a decent sized lookalike audience that's based on your past purchases. But if you don't have a lot of history or you've got a new business, well, this could be a good option for you. So I'll just go back to the Facebook article. The other thing to remember is when you're running reach campaigns for bricks and mortar businesses, one of the best options is to use location-based targeting. So that's the ability to reach people within a certain vicinity of a store. Now you can do that based on a region that's already defined in Facebook, or you can do it based on just a spot on the map. So I'll show you how that works. If I go back into the ads manager here, if you scroll down to the detailed targeting section, you've got your locations here and you can edit those. So it'll always default to the country that you're in. But if I wanted to do something that's local to, let's say Bronte in Sydney. So when you type in the suburb, it'll bring up a couple of different options. So you've got the suburb. There may also be what's called a neighborhood or they may be defined as a city. So you can see you've got Bronte is now the location. And I've got some options up here as far as the location goes. So by default, it's people living in or recently in this location. Now you may want to say people living in this location. Facebook uses a few different ways to determine where someone lives based on their behavior, what their IP address is. That's one of those 52,000 data points that Facebook has got. If you've chosen a suburb, you can't then define further what distance from there because the suburb is already a, uh, a defined area. So let's have another look. There's a Bronnie in Texas in the United States. So now that I choose that, I've now got some options with regards to the radius of the city. And then you can see what the estimated audience size is. 25 miles within Bronnie, Texas, not too many people. You might want to make that a lot bigger. So let's just max it out to 50 miles. You can see now we're up to 220,000. So that's how you define how close you want to be to your location. I'll do one more with the neighborhood option. So if you ever get something that shows up as a neighborhood, then you also don't get the option to choose how far from that neighborhood. I'm not really sure how it defines a neighborhood, but it seems to be similar to a suburb. So just to recap, we've covered what we can do to mitigate the effects of the removal of some of the detailed targeting options in the Facebook ads manager. You've still got loads of things that you can do. And your number one choices are a lookalike audience based on previous customers, or it could be based on one of the other in-app sources that I've just talked about. It can be simply broad targeting, location-based targeting, and you may just need to get a bit more creative about your targeting interests when you are setting up your ads. Maybe you can have a look at, okay, what are some of the media sources that people might consume or what magazines do they read or what social influences do they follow? So you'll still find that there are detailed targeting options for all of those things and Facebook is constantly adding them in all the time. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode useful, here's two ways I can help you grow your business for free. 
Firstly, subscribe to my YouTube channel at rodsyt.com. And secondly, you can join my free group at rodsgroup.com. And finally, leave me a five-star review so that I can reach more people and I can get the attention of some amazing guests that I can bring on the show. I'll catch you in the next episode.